0: Galatians 3.26, and if you could, when we get to Galatians 3.26, if you could please stand uh, to pay reverence for the reading of the Word of God. We'll just read that one verse and go from there. Uh, Galatians 3.26, it says, For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning. We thank you for your uh, presence, we thank you for your uh, Son that died for us, Lord. We, we thank you for all the many blessings you've placed in our lives and uh, the many souls that you've touched. And Lord, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for watching over this church and I thank you for the children that make up this church, the people that make up this church, and uh, continue to bless us. Lead God and direct us, and we just pray uh, that this scripture will be uh, appealing, Lord. That this scripture will be able to use, uh, the scripture will be able to instruct us and help us grow closer to you before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name, I ask. Amen. I'm gonna shut this door that a little bit. <laughs> but in Galatians here, once again, we know that uh, it's been sort of that hammered down and that's we look at what Paul's writing to the church at Galatia, you need to understand that he's being very straightforward. He's probably been uglier in any other letter that he wrote wrote to the church addressing their situation right out of the gate. Hey, there's legalism going on, and we, we've already looked back and seen how how Paul has really rode this out. He gets to this particular point here, and we see just a little bit of a change in what Paul's trying to write through them. He goes back to not really hammering down and, and telling them how they're wrong, but really trying to lift them up at this point. And if we want to get anything out of this scripture this morning and anything out of this, we we have to look at the sons of God and who the sons and the children of God are and actually, that is what uh, I said to my son this morning. Now that I'm looking at this, I said, the, the message this morning, son, is on the sons of God. He said, who are the sons of God? And I said, Christians are the sons of God. And that's how we actually got on the subject of, of what is a Christian. Uh, so we want to look at the sons of God. And it, it says, for ye are all the children of God, which are the sons of God, by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, God is the Father of all men physically he created man in the garden of eden and he is the father physically of all men and all women of the world and god is not the father of all men spiritually uh, but he is the father of all men physically uh, through redemption he becomes our father spiritually. In 1 John 3.10 it says, Is this the children of God and this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. And this verse clearly teaches us that some are the children of the devil and some are the children of God. And you say, Zach, what, what does that really mean? We We have to understand by faith in Christ Jesus we become sons of God spiritually and I like that this verse has the word all in it and it refers to the people that's mentioned in the next verse we are all saved the same way. I don't care what denomination you are. I don't care what church you attend, who your mom and daddy is, or where you come from, how you talk, what language you speak. If you are a Christian, you are the sons of God. You got there the exact same way. And that's what Paul's trying to teach them. We, we understand that but Paul is battling legalism. Paul is battling them teaching this. You need Jesus and something else. You need Jesus and that and that. And my goodness, how many denominations or or churches or preachers or whoever you want to call out, they teach Jesus and a little bit of this, Jesus and a little bit of that. We we want to get beyond thinking that way. And I hope that nobody (laughs) that hears this message, you today hear this message, it doesn't take anything other than Jesus. And we, like I said, I've I've beat that horse (laughs) for quite some time on that subject. But we have to know that as God's children, as sons of God, it takes faith in Christ Jesus. We're all saved the same way. In John 14, 6, it says, Jesus says unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by who? But by me, through Jesus Christ. Now, how many of us uh, over time, I-, I want you to think about something that we we learn, and you may not even know it this morning. Maybe I'll try to maybe teach you something construction-wise this morning. When we walk into a building, uh, a lot of times we don't understand how everything works, Uh, but behind walls, above the ceilings, below the floor, all over this building, there is connections that make things work. Now, as a child or as younger people, or maybe even you you don't understand it, but uh, when we flip on switches on the wall, uh, there isn't some sort of magical thing that happens in turns on electricity on a light bulb uh, there's a connection between the switch uh, to the bulb that sends the electricity when we go to the bathroom uh, there's not a magical faucet sitting on top of a sink that water just springs forth out of nowhere and it's magical uh, that's not how it works now you can take that faucet off bring it home uh, and turn it on in the air uh, water doesn't come out of it uh, we can take a switch out of the wall uh, and switch it all we want to and nothing will come on nothing will go off because there's nothing connected to the switch. Uh, well, CHVAC Vince, and praise the Lord, I walked into the fellowship hall this morning. And I said, Whoa, it feels so good. My air do not work in my car. It quit working the other day. And boy, I stepped in the fellowship hall and I said, Man, this is good. Uh, but I know that it takes something uh, connected to these. Uh, these aren't magical holes in the ceiling that's blowing cold air from nothing. It takes a connection to something else. If you want to consider yourself sons of God, we have to know that we are connected to something. We pray to God through Jesus Christ. There is a connection that has to happen with our relationship through Jesus Christ. You can't get to God. You can't be the sons of God. You can't inherit eternal life. You cannot be shown a vision, correction. You can't be shown... a and understand scripture without the connection we have to have jesus just like we pull something out i'll pull that, that grill down take it home with me guess what it's gonna do it ain't gonna do nothing uh, you can pretend you have god all you want to and pray all you want to and think god's blessing you but there ain't no connection there it's got to be through jesus No matter what you do, there has to be that connection. We are sons, we are daughters, we are children of God through Jesus. And that's what Paul is trying to tell them today. For as many, in verse 27, For as many of you as I have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And I'll say that again. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. What Paul is trying to say here, and I I really like that Paul really, it really drives it home to me when he writes this. He doesn't say that you, as many that are baptized in water, doesn't say that. As many that are baptized into a creek, doesn't say that. It says you are baptized into Christ. It doesn't take no water to get to get saved. It doesn't, it doesn't take a man standing in place for you. It doesn't take somebody dipping you in a creek or dipping you in a lake. Or it doesn't take baptism. It means you are covered up in Christ Jesus. If you understand baptism, baptizo, which is when they pretty much take molten hot metal and drop it in a bucket of water. That's what the word they use to cover it up. It's being submerged. He say, and when you are covered up in Jesus Christ, you will become clothed to act like Christ to behave like Christ. Uh, He isn't trying to get legalistic. He's just trying to say you're going to act like Him. You're going to love people. You're going to care for people. Uh, What is is this? Is it in the water or is it in the Christ? It's in the Christ. Baptism is the outward uh, public confession of faith in Christ. But this is different. This is baptism into Christ. The central message of the Galatians is salvation by what? By faith. That's the whole point of these six chapters, (laughs) is faith, and that's it, is having that belief. And water baptism being that outward, he he wanted to say that there is no ordinance to the plan of salvation, we're not going to add to it, we're not going to make steps, Uh, he's explaining what happens when we put on Christ, and I hope and I pray that we put on Christ every day, I hope that you do. Paul's talking about putting on this Christ, to be spiritually immersed, to be completely covered in him. And I'm going to tell you, uh, church, I don't go everywhere in my life completely immersed in Christ. I don't. (laughs) And I know that because I get angry. I know that because I get annoyed. I know that because I I have a short temper sometimes. Uh, I know that because I have to go back sometimes and apologize, which I do not like to do (laughs) because that's my personality. But we have to be immersed in Christ. We have to do what Jesus does. If Jesus would do what, what needs to be done, we need to do it. We need to be covered in Him, to be completely following in Him. We are sons in spite of our differences. In verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If there's any verse that you can pull out of the message today, I hope that it's this one. Because there's others that are just as good, but this one's good. We are neither Jew nor Greek. There are three divisions in Roman society, and there's three divisions today. It's pretty much the same. It's always been the same. There's always issues within society. The Roman uh, government, Roman society, is no different than American society. There are three divisions. There is racial, and there is religion. There is social, and there is class, and there is man's world, and there is woman's world. There is a difference constantly problems arise between these three things. These three things give us differences. These three things give us distinction. But what does it tell us in this? There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. It says this, For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Today, if you're judging somebody on their sex, uh, uh, on their religion, on their social status, on anything like that, he tells us that's wrong. Uh, He tells us that if you're looking at somebody that's uh, a Catholic and you have an opinion on them because they're Catholic, that's wrong. He says that if you're looking on somebody based upon their skin color and you have a judgment based on that alone, that is wrong. If you look at somebody based upon how they talk, how much money they have, what they drive, how they behave, what they wear, that's wrong. Uh, Paul is trying to tell us in so many ways, we are all one. Doesn't matter what church they go to. Doesn't matter what kind of matter what kind of Bible they tote. Doesn't matter what kind of seating they have. Doesn't matter if they got stained glass. It doesn't matter. Uh, Paul says we are all one. We don't have to have women treated differently than men. We don't have to have these persons set up different than these people. We don't. We're all one. We're all the same. We're all equal. We don't have to be set apart. When they brought and they set up Israel I was reading this this week that when they actually set up Israel and I can't remember what year it was they gave them their own nation the United States stepped in and helped do that And and they had their own nation and when they set up their own nation I want you to realize what happened all the Jews from all over the world came to Israel they wanted to be there there was people that spoke different languages they looked different they sounded different different races completely different altogether. And there was a quote that was made. It says, what we have in common is so much more important than what separates us. Yeah, remember, I did it at the end. They said this, what we have in common is so much more important than what separates us. What a lesson. What a, what a topic to say. What a thing to come out of somebody's mouth. What we have in common is way more important than our differences. And we have to understand that as God's people today. What we have in common is way more important than our theology ideas or what we think might be okay or what we think is going to happen with the rapture or what we think is going to uh, come forth with this, what we think about the Antichrist. All that stuff doesn't matter uh, what uh, particular thing we have to do. Uh, Christ, uh, Paul says, "No, it's, it's hogwash. Silly. Love each other. There is no difference. We are the same. We are. <laughs> have so many things to be thankful for because we love Jesus and they love Jesus too and they love Jesus too and they love Jesus I am point every direction we want to they love Jesus that's all that matters we get to chapter four and we won't go real far into chapter four but there is a, a sort of a highlight of the adoption and, and the sons and how sons are different than 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 adopted sons and how children are different than sons it says in verse 1 of chapter 4 we read through verse 7 it says now i say that the heir as long as he is a child differeth nothing from a servant though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, but under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. There is a difference between a son. There is a difference between a, a son and an adopted son. Childhood refers to the condition of God's family. And adoption speaks of position. Through gen- regeneration, <laughs> one enters into the family. But adoption, he enjoys the family. I want you to realize about how a children work. And how adoption work? When a child is created, that's something that's done privately. If we understand how uh, uh, marriages work and how children come forth, that is a private ordeal. When children are created, when a adoption happens, that is a public thing that everybody sees and everybody knows about it. Ain't that beautiful to think about the adoption of us into the family of Christ? being gentiles we aren't something that was just done privately we wasn't something that was done behind a closed door it wasn't something something nobody talks about praise god it is important to realize that our adoption is something that everybody will know about because we are different they can see it we were brought forth because he chose us praise the lord that's the good thing about knowing that we were adopted into the family he chose me Okay? He died for me. That's how good it was. You know, my children, bless them, I'm stuck with them. I didn't get no choice. So I picked a little bit this morning. But my little old son, he's crazy. My little old daughter, she's crazy. My wife, she's crazy. too. tell that's all right. But I chose her. I was blessed with my kids. But that was done privately. If we adopted, that would be public. The public nature of adoption and the child of being under the guardians while an adopted adult is at full liberty. Uh, there's a full liberty to it. And there's a difference between a servant and a son. A servant retains his old nature. A servant uh, has to serve because he has to because there's a law. Uh, but a son enjoys it because his family is the one that's part of it. There is a difference. A servant has a master. A son has a father. There's a difference. A servant obeys out of the law and fear, but a son out of liberty and love. There is a difference. We have a father that loves us, we have a father that cares for us. A servant is promised no inheritance. A son can expect something. Ain't it good to know that I, I expect something? I do. God's given me lots of promises. I expect the best from my God. I do. I expect it. If I was a servant, I'd be worried about getting punished. If I was a servant, I couldn't expect anything. But I am an heir of God. I am that I am that, that son. I am that child. And I hope today that if you really question your salvation, and you understand that you are a son of the Almighty King, that you have been chosen, you have been picked out, Uh, He adopted you openly on the cross with open arms, uh, accepting anybody, there is no difference on what you look like, how you sound, uh, or where you come from, it doesn't matter today, He loves you. It's open adoption. I'm glad that He chose me, and I'm even more glad, praise the Lord, that I chose Him. Ain't it good to know today that He loves us enough that He gives us these things and we become children, we become the loving heirs, and we, we beyond anything today, we have been loved, we have been chosen, we have been set apart because He loves us. That adoption, I didn't deserve it. I didn't. To be chosen. I look at my life and I think about the things that I've done and the things that I've seen and things that I've said. Uh, the things that I have got myself into, and I and I think about the different things, and I said, Lord, why, why me? Why was I chosen? And if we really think about our lives, we, we we would really say, Lord, why did why did you die for me? Why why would you lay down your life? Why would you die for a sinner that chose to sin openly, to do these things, to fall short, and to still fall short each and every day uh, to make mistakes? Lord, I'm not I'm not worthy. He adopted us, and He loves us. He's made us heirs. He gives us all the inheritance of the world. And one day when we die, and we meet our Maker face to face, and we get to see the, the scars on His hands, the wounds on His feet, the hole on His side, He did that for us. He did that so we could live. He did that for us so we could have an inheritance for us to be sons of God. Now, I'm not trying to uh, put, put on some sort of little old crown on your head and make you feel important, but you're important. You're a son. You're a daughter. You're an heir. You say, Zach, I I don't understand that. I'm going to tell you. You are an important individual. You may not feel important. You may not feel special. But you are a son. You are not a servant. You are adopted. You are chosen. You were brought into the family of God because he loves you. And he chose you. And I hope each and everybody here this morning realizes that You are son. If you've chosen him, you've called upon his name, you've become a Christian, you are a son or a daughter of God. As we get a verse ready this morning, we have to really think about how much God's blessed us, how much being a son of God is so important to each and every one of us, how having the adoption, how having that love, how having a Jesus Christ in our lives means so much to each and every one of us. Paul has been drumming them hard. And I feel like uh, reading through Galatians up to this point, I've been hitting legalism hard, uh, hitting uh, understanding uh, how to be saved, and it's only by faith alone. And I, I think the church, and, and Paul's writing, needs a little bit of a break right here. And I see the church probably needed a break from, from the hard drumming that Paul's been giving so far. And understanding that you're sons of God. You are sons. You're blessed beyond measure. You've been given all these things. Because He loves you. And I hope that the church realizes today that you are an heir to God. You are an heir to Jesus. Right in line with Him. That's how much He loves you. As we stand, what page you got, sister? 348.